I have put my hand on every one of these burners, some of them multiple times. <laughs> like, and, and so, what does that say I, about you, really? Learn more about the art and science of account management. Pick up a copy of A Dragon Walks Into a Meeting, a tactical guide to client management. Digital and print editions available at Amazon or your favorite bookseller. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Account Management, a tactical guide to success. You got Fred Fuller here and my good man, the one and only Dr. John Brown. John, how the heck are you? Uh, I am good. Awesome. Dr. John Brown, Esquire and Fred Fuller, Professor Emeritus of Account Management. Um, I want Two titles. I want Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. Can I do Esquire? No, that sounds like a good, that sounds like a good thing for you. Yeah. 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 Man. So first of all, like we got a wonderful episode. It has been way too long. What have you been up to? What's going on? What took so long to get back together? Well, um, I'm, I, you know, just like you, we both have jobs. We're both busy and we're both parents and uh, just all those kinds of things going on. I, I attribute the lack of podcasting to, I blame you. I think it's <laughs> so, I, it's so funny. As soon as you started to respond, I was like, is he really going to let me get away with this handoff? Like I just threw that on you and he's really going to take that. Yeah. So, all right. Good to see nothing's changed. That was a test. Well, I will say we had a listener write in and say, Hey, where's part two of communications? You guys are leaving me hanging. And uh, we, we need to do better here. Uh, so we, we promise we'll do better for the remainder of the year, but we've just both been extraordinarily busy, but um, you know, we're doing this as a labor of love. Um, it's not our, it's not our full-time job, unfortunately. Well, it could be if we could get every one of our seven listeners to send us a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I like Is that it- business model. That's great. Well, it's 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 a spreadsheet. We have more than seven listeners, but uh, yeah. quite a bit more actually. But uh, but I like your idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to everybody listening, please send a a check to made to cash. Yeah. John, uh, anyway, um, yeah. so that'll be good. Hey, I've got a I've got a money making idea for you. Are you ready? Okay. We okay. Yeah, I want to hear the idea, but we got to give these people something of value. Okay, but I did, there is a public service announcement here, and it's a little bit of a story. So, true story. Um, I, there is someone on the internet uh, impersonating me in my my current role, and they are scamming people. So this is true. You can go to my LinkedIn page, and it's it's on there. There's somebody there's somebody out there. They impersonate me with my role, my title, my company, and they. Um, basically reach out and say, I want to hire you. And they do it over like Telegram and some of these other kind of app messaging things. And they get people through like Upwork and some of the other kind of um, job sites. And uh, and then they kind of walk through a process and they do the interview over Telegram. And long story short, they want you to pay for your laptop and stuff like that. So you're supposed to send money and then they scam you. And they've actually been successful in scamming people. And so for a while there, I was getting like... Um, literally four or, you know, four emails a day from people saying, Hey, is this you? And people kind of got a whiff and caught on to the scam. So anyway, there, there's another way to make money. We could start scamming people, <laughs> but I'm telling people this mostly because this is a public service announcement. It's like, if John Brown is contacting you with a job, like uh, be careful. Even I, 
you know what's amazing about that to me is if they put that same level of effort and energy into actually yeah, like, a regular business, right? Holy smokes. Right. Right. Like doing great. ingenuity, the whole deal. Anyway. I know. Um, so, well, that's, that's actually good to hear. And it's great to have a platform like this to, to share that kind of stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's uh, it's been really great for me. I'm really enjoying it. Now I feel badly for the people who've been uh, scammed and, and I actually, most people are like, wow, I thought I really had a job with you and all this sort of stuff. And then, oh gosh, it's, yeah, it's been awful. So. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, eesh. it's a, uh, it's a crazy internet world that we live in. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, while you were dealing with that, uh, we were dealing with a bout of COVID here at, mm. at the Fuller household. Um, and I, I hear all these stories and, you know, I did talk to people that, yeah, I've tested positive. I'm asymptomatic. I, you know, I, I, I never missed a, a run, right. Never missed a workout, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we didn't, that's not the experience we had. It kind of, it kind of ran over the house here. Um, mm. And and we're all fine and good and all that jazz, but um, but man, like it, sheesh, took took us took us down. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, you look great. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, I'm always keeping up appearances. <laughs> I don't know what they say. Thanks for that. that that's weird. Like a million dollars. Yeah. So let's jump into today's episode. <laughs> all right, hard segue. That? Yeah, yeah, great. So smooth, super smooth. Uh, all right. So today is part two of communications. Um, so uh, we we thank our listener out there who said, hey, man, what the heck are you guys doing? You leaving me hanging. So here we are, part two of communications. And today we're going to talk about any emotional communication, wait overnight at a minimum, mm-hmm. which I love that topic. Uh, number two, we're going to talk about know your audience um, know your audience, read the room this is one of my favorites. Number three, if all else fails, just listen. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, is kind of hodgepodge of other tactics, but little, you know, bits and pieces and nooks and cranny that can, that can really be, um, helpful and impactful when it comes to kind of communication and your strategy. So John, why don't we jump in here? Um, any emotional communication wait overnight at a minimum, walk us through that. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, part and parcel of some of the things we talked about last time. So last time we went over five different things about, you know, things like being positive and noting that email is a low context medium. Well, if you get an email from somebody that's emotional or you need to send one that has an emotional content, particularly some of the things we've talked about in previous podcasts, like anything that implies that somebody's not doing their job, is always like a nice hot button to press. That's always a really hot one. Um, and really the more common cases as an account manager, you're receiving an email from a client that's full of flames. Like don't just, I've seen, I've literally run over to people's, I'll get that copied on that email. I've run over people's desk while they're typing out their reply five minutes after they've received that email. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's cool off. Let's think a little bit, you know, and, and honestly, the reply should probably be, you know, many times, should be something along the lines of, hey, why, why don't we pull up and have a meeting and talk, right? Uh, but regardless, the number one point around this is always go to a, quickly go to a higher level of communication, which is generally, you know, some sort of phone call or Zoom call or, you know, whatever it is you're going to you're gonna do. Um, 
in particular, if you're if you're initiating the emotional email, that's like a relationship withdrawal. You probably want to have a phone call first or some higher order communication before you send that emotional email. Right. So get the emotion out, not in an email. Right. That's the other piece of this around around kind of emotional communications. And then the third thing around emotional communications is if you do get into a flame war with your client, like going back and forth, if you have more than two reply alls, that that's definitely time to pull up for a meeting or a phone call, right? Or, or if you see somebody else doing it, what generally the case is as account manager, you kind of maybe know this rule already. Maybe they emailed your technology team um, or your operations team directly and said, blah, blah, blah. And that person doesn't know this rule. And they replied back, hey, in defending themselves and all that. And you're starting to see that the email chain spiral up. You see more than two of those, cut it off. Let's pull up and communicate directly. Yeah, I look, the 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 uh, wait overnight, just as a general notion, yeah, wait overnight. Um, you know, that's the go get a cup of coffee, right? That's what somebody said to me one time. Go right? get when you, right. you get that email, like just get up and go get a cup of coffee and distract yourself for start with a five minute distraction, but go for a 24 hour, right? Whatever it is that can wait and make sense in the moment and all that good stuff. But I love that. I like, I use that more often than I'd like to admit. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and overnight is a great one. Like write the email and park it. Just right. park it. That's right? the, you, also great. Yeah. Right. Go ahead and write the email reply. There's one minor exception to this, which should be anything that's like safety, privacy, security, those kinds of incidents, those need to be responded to, you know, ASAP. But that's the minor exception. That's like the 1% case. I'm here. We're talking about like the day to day, you know, of, you know, normal operating business. Yeah. And, and I think um, what, what always comes to mind as well here is if it's emotional, the thing that you have to make sure that you are focused on, you have to make sure that you're focused on two things when it becomes emotional. You have to make sure that you're focused on what was the other person's real intent, mm-hmm. right? Because all too often you, you think they were trying to achieve something that you didn't like. And the reality is you really both want the same objective. You're just not aligned on what that is or how to go about achieving it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the intention is rarely sort of nefarious or insidious or any of that. Right. Um, And and then the second thing that I think about is what what do you want the outcome to be? What do you want the outcome to be for the benefit of the partnership, for the benefit of both organizations, not for the benefit of your ego? Right. Like your ego says, send them a reply and tell them they're wrong and go beat them up and let's go square off in the park. Yeah. They just called your baby ugly. That's right. That's right. right. But, but what you really want is you want them to be comfortable with the solution that you put in front of them and blah, blah, blah. Like, like, right. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this many times before. Your, your point is a really good one around what is their intent? Well, a lot of times their intent is less nefarious than what is being represented. The email could be that their boss just came in and kicked their butt about the issue. So they're going to go kick a butt. Uh, to, you know, and so it's just trickling down to you. So anyway, you, you need to think through all these things, all these possibilities before you start getting hands on keyboard and replying. And, you know, we say wait overnight, but there's situations where maybe you can't really necessarily wait overnight, but your point is a good one. God, at least wait five minutes, right? Take an hour, take some amount of time, like whatever is appropriate where you're, you're cool headed, 
you know, maybe go talk to some other people in the business. Like, Hey, I, I just got this email. It's kind of nasty. Um, you know, I'm thinking of replying this way, check in with your boss, ask them that question, check in with a peer, right? Go have those conversations and get a little brain power behind it before you just reply right away with your first instinct. Yeah. And to your point, if it's, if there's some sensitivity about the reply, like when, sometimes when I see that, that the other side of the, the equation, right. When I see that our partners are, are unhappy, I, I will try to answer quickly to let them know they have my attention yeah. And, and that and that I'm engaged and I'm I'm interested in solving this problem. But but the way to do that is not to solve the problem. Right. Sometimes what I'll do is just reply and say, hey, I got the email. Thanks a lot for bringing this to, the, to my attention. I got to gather some facts. Um, how about if yeah. we sync up in 24 hours or 48 hours from now? Because I also want to give that conversation a little time to marinate. Right. And Right. Yeah. The, the mistake mode is replying back immediately with, well, here's four reasons you're wrong or no, no, no. You don't know what's going on. Let me explain it to you. Like, it's just like in politics, this saying, you know, if you're explaining, you're losing um, it, within the, this minor context of the email. That is, in fact, true. Now, if you get on the phone with them and you can start explaining that, you know, maybe you're, you, you know, that's that's definitely a good thing to do. But um, doing it in an email is not going to it's just it's death. Email is just death. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's a great feed into the two reply alls, make it a meeting or a phone call. Yeah. I love that. If you ever find yourself typing and one more thing, I don't think those are words that should ever really go in an email. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. unless you're saying and after you get the dog, can you pick up, you know, whatever, yeah. like milk? That's like right. that's one thing. But but the whole and let me set you straight this way, like the, the bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the book, we might've said more than five reply alls, um, you know, to, uh, intervene, but I, I, I would, t- I'm tightening that up here. I think you, you and I both, because I think the world has changed a little bit. There's a lot more communication methods now. E- email used to be dominant in business. And so people, you almost would have threaded uh, ch- chains and emails for more comments. So we're, we're tightening that up and saying a lot, you know, you see two people replying all cut it off right then. And let's let's pull up and let's have a meeting um, is the right thing to do. The other case to mention is that going back to kind of the second point is, um, you know, if you have to initiate the withdrawal, like if it's an email communication, you're initiating pave the way first with a client. Right. Like, do not just, hey, uh, here's an email. Prices are going up by 20 percent, you know. That that's not a good, you know, for a large client, um, you know, that's not a good way to start. No. And you got to, the, here's the thing about email. It's just so often, and you and I talk about this, like, pick up the phone, use the phone. Like, <laughs> come on, man. There's a whole, there's a whole different way of communicating out there. Right. Right. Um, and, and it is that also like you, most, most people, and I'm you, m- listener, will, will not be nearly as bold in a face-to-face conversation as you will in an email. Yeah, that's right. Right. It's, it's it, not it, even, it, it, they, it's not even phone email. It's more like I, I am treating you like a human. Like if we had brain uh, interfaces with each other, we could do this easily, but that's not how it works. Right. Right. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and it's the same for them, right? They're not going to be there. Everybody's just going to be so much more respectful. And I think really focused on that. And, and when you become respectful of other everybody else's emotions, it really does hone in that focus on what, what are we trying to solve for here? 
which by the way, is a great way to sort of start that conversation when you do get on the phone with them of, Hey, let's talk a little bit about what we're trying to, what, what are we trying to achieve collectively? Right. Um, obviously that can be a bad question if it's, if it's blunt and obvious and all those things, but, but it, but it sort of sets the stage for let's collaborate and figure out where we want to go. But, uh, right. Yeah. I think the tell on this is always like, if you have a thought as account manager, like, Hey, maybe should I, should I call the client about this? Then I, I would say the majority of the time, not always, but the majority of the time, then yes, that means just even having the thought means you should call them. I've seen account managers talk themselves out of higher orders of communication so that they can take it easy on themselves and just have an email. And I'm like, no, no, just, just call them and talk to them. Uh, yeah. 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 And and I love what you said a moment ago too, John, which was as the account manager, not only are these things that you need to be uh, you know, respectful of and observe in your personal communication with a client, but you kind of have, you have to manage your team in accordance with these rules. Right. Yeah. 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 And and we talk, we talk about this all the time, but like managing up, we're not just talking about like down or working with the the tech team. We're talking Mm -hmm. about your boss is going to get a zinger and your boss is not going to like it. And your boss is going to be the one that you are providing counsel to in regards to the disciplines and methodologies. And if, and a lot of times if your boss is the founder or the owner of the company or somebody like that, that has a real kind of emotional stake in the business, they're going to not like with their baby being called ugly and they're going to start fighting and you have to kind of go, Whoa, you know, and it's tough to do because like they're the boss. Right. But yeah. And, and you, you, you know, I see it all the time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I actually have one that I'm working through right now where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, like I'm, you don't work for me and I don't work for you. And, but we work together and we have the same objectives and can we, but you know, but it's, but I, you find yourself counseling a lot of people in the organization right. around this is what's important. So that's awesome. So know your audience is uh, kind of the next big one here. And yeah, we're, we won't spend a, time, a ton of time on this one, but it's really, this goes back to, we talked about another podcast, but you know, when you're composing an email, we've talked before about how to compose it in a way that suits your audience. And you, what you need to do really for the person who's receiving it is um, use some sort of personality inventory and kind of think about the other person in that frame and try to adjust your email towards that. So the two that are probably easiest to use are DISC and Myers-Briggs. There's a bunch of others out there like Herman Brain Dominance and uh, a million others, but like, it doesn't, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter which one you pick, but it, but the important thing is pick one that your company tends to use and then put the other person in that frame. So for example, like if you use disc, um, if you know that your recipient is a high D, they're a driver dominant personality, the email is to the point, almost to a fault, like, Hey, I want to do this you know, like craft your email around what you think their personality inventory is, um, if you can. It's critical. Um, I've done some disc training where what they did was they actually put email samples up and they said, hmm. what, what is the personality type of this email? Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, wow, that's really, yeah. So it's so telling. It's so telling. Um, it, I, it, it's critical and in you in getting on that person's level will will drive towards a more successful outcome for sure yeah right yeah and uh, it, and replying to those people it really matters too right like 
uh, you know, like a high D is going to be very different than what you should do for a high S because those two are kind of opposites, you know, a high S like you really want to, you probably want more in there. You want to kind of make them felt feel heard and vice versa. You want to say some nice things about them like a high D they don't care about, they don't want all that. I tell you right now, I work with an individual that makes me exercise this every single day because this, I am a, I am a high D I guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the driver sales guy. I'm fire ready aim. Mm -hmm. I'm moving faster than I think and all that stuff. Right. He is a high, high, high S Mm -hmm. right. We are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And, and I, and I make it my job in every meeting to understand and appreciate where he is and go to him. And, and the common refrain from people can be, well, he needs to come to me or he needs to meet me halfway. Yeah. 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 Who cares? Right. Like that's the way I like, who cares again, what are you trying to achieve? And I will say that like this, know your audience. I put into the same category as read the room. Yeah. Right. Read the room. What's going on here? Are you really going to make progress on this conversation if this person has just snapped six pencils in half because they're so sideways? Like they clearly have some energy they need to get rid of before you're going to be able to talk about, you know, their their role in this mishap. Right. Read the room. So, yeah. You know, a lot of account managers get wrapped up and, you know, they're not handling this the way that I would. Well, most other people are different than you. They are like the unusual cases if they do handle it the way that you would. Right. Right. That's what you're getting paid to manage as an account manager is like the variance of human beings. Like that's, that's what you're getting paid to deal with. Right. Like there is, and that's the great thing about the role is that computers are never going to replace it because it can't be replaced. You're dealing with human variance. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. 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 You got to, a lot of this is like, be the bigger person, quite frankly. Right. Like you could boil a lot of it down to that. Just, Hey, it's your job as the account manager to make sure that things are successful. We should do like a deeper podcast on either using Myers-Briggs or disc in an email and how we would compose that. That's maybe a good one we can say for later. Cause we can spend a ton of time on this, but it's like, we're just doing a flyby today. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great idea, man. We can, we can jump in and do that. Um, So, so transitioning then to the next one, if all else fails, just listen. (laughs) This is a good general communication technique. Like I, you know, you're in a meeting and you get, you know, your pants pulled down by a client Sometimes I don't know if that's a good analogy. Um, anyway, it's out there now. It is. It's too late. Um, you know, sometimes you're just better off not explaining anymore. And you just kind of just sometimes if somebody is really over the top or they're really upset, just listening. Um, sometimes even if they're being positive and complimentary, just listening is, uh, is really important. But, but the main thing is realize when you're falling in the trap of your own expertise. Um, and it, it, and so this is one that like people don't use enough where it's just like, sometimes if, if somebody else is just on a rant, you just need to sit back and kind of, kind of let it happen. And, and so the point being that sometimes the best communication is really just listening. And that doesn't feel, that feels the opposite of everything we've been saying here, but it's, but it's not. Um, and I would challenge our listeners to do as an experiment. Next time you go meet with your client, do nothing but listen, 
don't try to sell anything. Don't try to do anything and just sit there and like get them to talk, ask them questions and just see what comes out of it. And I bet an opportunity is going to pop out of that. I almost guarantee an opportunity will will pop out of that. The the other thing that that I find the beauty of being older is is I have a great much greater level of <laughs> I have a much greater level of self-awareness. Yes. Uh but but it also comes with a different level of apathy. So you know who you are but you care a lot less about defending like who you are yeah, yeah, being right. different or whatever, right? I love to talk and I will commandeer a meeting in a nanosecond yes. if anybody allows any silence to creep in there. I right. It is who I am. Right. And I apologize for it, but it's probably not going to change at this point. Right. I will tell you that if you go and do the listening meeting as an experiment, and that's the frame that you have to have on it, I'm going to go into this meeting and say nothing other than hello and goodbye, right? Unless I'm asked any direct question, whatever you will find how hard that is. It's so hard. It's so hard for me too. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm not good at it either. And this is advice that I give myself literally a lot of times, like be better at this, please. Yeah, no, it's you'd be, and, and I go into meetings and I'll look at who's in the meeting and I know what we're in there to talk about, whether it's problematic or not, whether it's a recurring meeting or whatever the meeting is. And I will identify the people in that meeting that I need to make sure I give space to. Mm-hmm. Right. I know Steve's got a big update. And last time I kind of took his thunder and, you know, Jenny over in. And so call them out and let them do their thing and stay out of the way. Like that's just a good discipline in general, but definitely in any kind of an emotional communication or situation like we're talking about here. Listening meeting. I beg everybody to do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a great tool. And I, you know, I, I'm like you, I, I'm not great at this. I'm a high eye on that dis personality profile, like a mega eye. And so I have to really, I, I always need to do better here. And, and the other thing is like for both you and I, and really all of our listeners, like you're going to have expertise in something when somebody starts talking about that thing, like to just listen and not go in there and start trying to do stuff really, really hard to do. It is. It is, which is all the more reason to do it. You could even tell, you could even tell a counterpart like, Hey, you know, in this week's meeting, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. And it's not a game. It's not making fun of the meeting or the purpose or any of that stuff. It is like, have somebody check your behavior to see if you actually achieved it. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful exercise in regards to like who you really, really are. The other thing I will say about it is once you get accustomed to doing it a little bit more and a little bit more, it's wonderful because it really takes the pressure off. Like you go yeah. into every meeting feeling responsible for the outcome, even if it's not your meeting. When you start doing this, you kind of get out of the way a little bit and, yeah. and it really others can shine and you see weakness and all that stuff. Great. Yeah. No, no, no question about it. Um, and we've talked a lot about this before, but it's a, it's just a great communication tactic. But just have it in your tool bag. Like, if you're just out of if you're out of something to do, just start doing this and you'll be fine. And just ask questions, right? And you don't even have to have a good question asking. You say, can you just tell me more about that? Or can you expand on that? I, I just keep going. I want to hear more. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be smart about it, right? Like you can you can get other people to to help you with this. And it's a great communication tool. Uh, br brilliant strategy. So jumping into the next uh category here, which is it's a it's a potpourri, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a grab bag of four things. Boom. Other tactics. What are they, John? Uh, answer yes, no questions directly. 
uh, thank them for their business, make a commitment and no jump balls. Um, <laughs> your favorite, <laughs> no jump. We've talked about this before, but, um, yeah. So the first one it, actually answering yes, no questions directly is kind of right along the lines around that. Know your audience. And this is one I always kind of coach people on. If an executive asks you a question, what you need to realize is a lot of times you're going to answer the question in your frame down in the details, and you're going to start on a really long answer. And the executive is trying to just get a general sense of what the answer to the question is. And so you're being overly specific. So, um, do, you know, does your product have features X, Y, and Z? And I, I see this all the time where, um, account managers will start with a micro detail within Z. Well, okay. Well, the thing about part Z is blah, 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 blah. Well, and then by the time you get through all that and you circle back around to an actually answering their question, like the examples like, well, can I just, can you just tell me like, they're frustrated. Like, can you just tell me what I want to know? This actually happens to me a lot where I ask kind of a, a high level question and people are get pick one little part of it and get down on a detail on that. And it's like, what I would have liked would have been an answer that says uh, X and Y generally, yes, Z has some problems. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second, but X and Y, I think we're generally pretty good. Um, Z, let me, the answer is mostly yes, sometimes no. Here, let me expand on that a little bit. Like answer the question to start versus waiting till give the whole story and then answer the question at the end. Bluff. Bottom line up front. Right. I mean, that's what this right. says. And I and absolutely I jokingly will tell people, um, you, you know, it, and it's sometimes it's actually true. But I, I, I tell people, you know, executives really aren't that smart. <laughs> right. True, and, truer words never said. It, but it really the, the, the real translation is executives are busy and they don't have time to sift through a lot of detail. And some of them aren't that smart, but they really they don't. Right. And so when I ask you a question the, to your point, yes, no. And now let me give you some context. Don't get the context. And then at the last thing is, yeah, so sort of kind of maybe, but it, you know, yeah, yeah. You start, like, you're starting with the context. Don't do that. Instead of right. Answering the question. Like, let me give you all the context first and then I'll answer your question. No. Answer the question, then get then give the context. So like, you know, you know, be relatively direct. Yeah. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's frustrating as the executive. Cause it's like, I've, I, you know, and this is really rude, but I've interrupted people. Like, okay. He just like answer my question first so that I can frame what you're about to tell me. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, it, I, let me walk you through the whole thing and then I'll tell you how much it costs. Okay. Well, can you just tell me how much it costs right now? And then I'm happy to listen to all your details. I'm, I promise you, I won't be offended. And here is the default. Here is what people will do time and time and time and time again. Are we live in production? When the answer is yes, it, you will always start that all bold caps. Yes, we are. We went live on Friday. Da, 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 da. When the answer is no, if the expectation is yes, and the answer is no, you don't, people fail to put the no up front because they want to leave the bad you, news. You, right. They want to, right. And all you are doing is making it worse. Worse. I would rather just get the no. Then I can go and look at all the context and figure out what we can do to get it on track. Yada, 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 yada. Right. 
but don't don't do the well let me explain that i was running but i wasn't really running like that's not a time for this right yeah because you're gonna you're gonna they, you're gonna tell the executive a detail they're like okay i whoa i, I just are we live in production that's all i want to know like and I'm, maybe i'm not even gonna be mad if you tell me no you don't you don't maybe i will be mad but that you, like where, where I definitely would be mad. It's like, I have to go on a journey with you before we yeah. get to answering my question. Right. Yeah. And, and for the record, and, and I'm begging anybody that listens to this, if you understand my reference of I was running, but I wasn't really running, please email us. Please go to our website and email us. What are, what are I, all those? I, de- I mean, I don't know that one. You're going to have to go look it up, man. You're going to have to go look it up. You probably could Google it and it'll, a few things will pop up. Uh, it's generational. It makes me an old man. Um, but anyway, uh, so I just, th- let's have some fun with that. Somebody come and, and check it out and, uh, and, and share, you know, remind me what you, what you come up with there. You got it. John. All right, I think you I, got, I, it, I, you I, got I, it. You got it. All right. But it's, and if you haven't listened to that bit, holy smokes, yeah, right. uh, it's oh. completely cheeky and off the grid and not something I would yeah, not say for work. endorse. Don't not say for work, all that stuff. Yeah, all right. um, so I apologize if, if you look it up and it offends you, but it's going to get us in trouble. Yeah. I'm not going to get us in trouble. Actually, people like, wait, apologize, offend, not safe for work. I'm in. Thank you. <laughs> called marketing, John. Marketing. All right. All right. The, one going. of the other things here is to make a commitment. Oh, we skip. Well, we're skipping one. Thank them for their business. This is a small one. Just the end of an email, any kind of communication. You're wrapping something up. It never hurts to just say to a client, "Hey, just by the way, I just want to thank you for your business. Really appreciate it. It's just a nice touch." I, I always do it whenever we sign a contract. Like again, thank you for your business. Um, you know, it's just lots of other situations. You can do it randomly, right? It's a nice communication technique. Um, small one, but uh, next one, yes, yeah, make a commitment. Again, wrapping up a communication, make a micro commitment. Even if you can't commit to solving the problem, hey, I will get back to you on this next Monday. I will, um, we we are, I don't know how to solve this yet, but we're dedicated to solving it. Make a commitment that's like, like those that aren't even really anything, but it's a commitment to something, right? Make some kind of commitment to something. Yeah, that commitment can be, I will give you an update on Tuesday. Right. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be a resolution. It doesn't have to be, that's right. And the thank them for the business, I tell you what I do frequently is really appreciate the partnership. Ah, nice. That's a good one. Right? Great mm-hmm. partnership. Thank you guys. My team speaks very highly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like th- those things matter and, and they need to be truthful. Like if yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. fire that's and you, right. yeah, my team loves you, don't do that. But uh, <laughs> but I, I do yeah, make make the commitment to reply and just and follow up. Like that's own the follow up. Um, yeah, and and then what's the last one in the in the grab bag? The last one is no jump balls. We've talked about this before, but we'll just reiterate again. When you communicate, particularly in email, don't you know if there's actions, like spell out who's going to do the action. If you're not totally sure, if it's a written communication, say, "Hey, Jim, I think this one is you," but if not, let me know. Um, you know, no, so don't, don't throw the, uh, uh, for maybe we have non us listeners jump ball is in basketball where you throw the ball up, uh, for each team to grab it first. Yeah. It, the Mr. Yeah. Sports knowledge elucidating the, the <sighs> jump ball. My gosh. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Um, 
Yeah, the no jump balls. Uh, I will tell you, you can almost do an experiment with this and say, if you put emails out to, uh, you know, a distribution of five people or 10 people and you don't specifically assign things, you, you will see a, a different response rate. Yeah. Right. Like th- that's just the, like, I have done this inadvertently. I've accidentally sort of tested this through time and pe- it will get ignored. Yeah. Like, uh, we, nobody said Fred, right. Unless it's right. like brutal. Like I need an update from this group. Like, well, that's my group. Right. But, but if you leave things in a sort of nebulous state, man, I'm telling you though, they will not get followed right. up on. They will not get resolved. So. Yeah. I'd rather lean forward on this a little bit with a client where they need to do some stuff. Um, then not and get in a little bit of hot water for it, which almost never happens in my experience. Like particularly if you're assigning something to the project team, you know, the client, particularly the executives of the client are probably going to appreciate that you um, actually kind of took charge a little bit on this. So, um, so yeah, no jump balls. Well, I'll add to that though, John, if you've, if you've really done your job properly and you're sending out something that says, I need this from the client, if that's the first time the client's hearing about it, then you probably haven't done your job properly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You the, probably, it probably was preceded hopefully by a meeting where you agreed to these things. It, that's right. That's right. So that that's a good governing thought around that. But, but I love this. Um, I love this entire sort of episode and construct of these things. When we talk about them, they just feel like such um, is common sense. It, it, and but it, it's common sense to those who have done it again. And again it, it, it's and common again sense if it happened and it didn't go off the rails so often, but it does go off the rails. And I see it all the time and you see it all the time. And so it's not I, I would maintain it's not common sense. And having some rules around it, you know, sounds, I think, pedantic sometimes. But if you don't have these rules, then you don't recognize when you're getting in hot water with a client. Right. And so I think having having the rules are, are good. Um, so it's maybe a good time for a final review of all the rules of communication, which there are like eight essentially. So yeah. We, you want to review those? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Um, I'll say this one last thing before we jump into the review, which is the, it, again, it, we, I think we talked about this last time. The reason that we know that these are, the uh, good ways to go about your business is because we've made every one of these, every mistakes. one of these mistakes. Yes. I have put my hand on every one of these burners, some of them multiple times. Like <laughs> it, and so what does that say I, about you? Really? It, it says I'm a good cook. I'm a really good cook, it, <laughs> but, it, but, but there is a, there's a tremendous amount of sincerity in this. And I'm kind of yeah. laughing. I'm kind of laughing. Cause I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I've screwed every one of these things up. And here is yeah. the thing. You don't have to. We made these mistakes. We want to share them with you. You don't have to. Yeah, golly, that's I know. I these are literally all I've done this and I've messed it up. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to do that again, right? Yeah, and uh, it's it's good. Let's uh, okay. I'll, yep. Let's review the eight. I'll do it. Do it from from the top. From the top. When in doubt, number one. This is from last episode. When in doubt, communicate. Right. If you even encourage you communicate. Yep. Number two, email is a low context form of communication. Hopefully we've hammered that home like a million times. Uh, be positive. Number three, um, you know, in your communications. Number four, assume the communication will be forwarded if it's an email or something like that. Assume other people are going to see it. Uh, number five, leverage technology to fix grammar and usage like it does matter. Your writing does matter a little bit if it's written. Um, so 
So there's lots of tools around that. We talked about some of those. Number six was any emotional communication, wait overnight, or, you know, in other words, overly manage any emotional communication, like, or bring it to the next highest level of communication. Get a coffee. Get a coffee. Walk around the office. Uh, take a break. Uh, number seven, know your audience. Myers-Briggs, other tools like that, DISC. If all else fails, just listen and is number eight. And then number nine, we listed a few kind of smaller taxes that are just kind of nice to have, like thanking them for their business. Boom. It's like riding a bike, man. We're back. We, we took a little break, but by golly, we're like the $6 million man and stronger than ever or something. That's another reference nobody's going to get. Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> Our audience that's over over uh, 50 will understand that reference. But I was running, but I wasn't really running. I beg every listener, ping me on LinkedIn or shoot us an email. What's our email address, John? I honestly don't know. Uh, FullerBrownConsulting at gmail.com. <laughs> but you can go to our go to our website, which is um, you can Google a dragon walks into a meeting or um, or fuller-brown.com is the website. You can send us an email there. It's probably the probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I was running, but I wasn't really running. And now, John, let's jump in to the long-awaited mailbag. Uh, are you ready for me to open the mailbag? I, open that sucker. Look, yes. Oh, here I'm rough. I'm, I'm rifling around in the mailbag for letters, the voluminous number of letters we received. Um, here is, uh, we're actually not going to get deep into answering this one today, but I think we're going to save it for another podcast. It's such a great question that I think, I feel like we can spend some time on it. Um, I maybe mention a couple of things, but we're going to, we're going to go deep on it. But, um, Alex, uh, from Atlanta asked us, or first of all said, uh, stumbled across our a podcast looking into account management and um, says he appreciates the podcast and the book, which we thank you for that, Alex. And his question is, uh, do you have any advice about applying for entry-level account management positions and then anticipating what the first few weeks are like as an account manager? Yes, I, I think we have a lot of notions around that. We think it's worth probably a full podcast. So I think it might be one we do next time because we're coming pretty close to the end of like all the topics from the book, I think. So we'll probably start to segue into some other things. Um, but I think, I think that's a really juicy topic. There is a way to kind of, I think, interview well for an account management position. And for sure, like the few first few weeks of being an account manager kind of goes back to the listening point needs to be about a lot of listening and learning. Uh, so we'll talk about how to do like an entry plan as an account manager, an entry plan that would impress your boss, um, as a new account manager. I think, yeah, I think that's all worth a full podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I could start with, I, I instantly started to think one of the things that I, I've always been quick to do is sort of discount how special things are. Like out in the corporate world, people, do you have experience doing this? I'm like, no, but I'm an intelligent guy and I can figure it out, mm -hmm. right? CEOs all the time go from one industry to the next, but you're going to tell me an analyst can't, blah, 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 blah. Right. I will say about account management, one of the things you'll hear is people talk about like enterprise account management mm -hmm. versus versus other types of account management. And, and I early on in my career thought it's really there's nothing all that special about it. And the reality is like there's a whole host of complexity that comes with it. Right. And, and so the discipline that you choose to pursue, like 
you, it's never too early to start becoming a master of that discipline, yeah. right? You don't, you know, all that good stuff. So, and, and then quickly jump into, wait, this is a much bigger, broader conversation. And I think we should, I think we should come back and yeah. dedicate a podcast to, okay, how do you do this? Yeah. How do you get the job and what do you do with it? And what are maybe some different types of account manager, like some of the typologies, because there are, there are a lot of flavors here that we don't always get into. And I think we could talk about that anyway, super great question. So Alex, we're going to save that one uh, for next time, but thank you for the nice email and for other listeners, please send us email. Um, uh, any questions that you have, go to our website and you can launch your question there. Cool. Yeah. Give us a question. We love, we love questions. Good at questions. Stuff I like think that. that's uh, that's that's all we got for today, right, brother? Man, it is so great to be back in the saddle. It's great to talk to you. I love the I love the preamble. I, you know, you guys don't get to see this, but John and I spend you know thirty minutes catching up before we start recording. And uh, man, it just it's always too long in between sessions. I know it's it's always always a pleasure though. Oh, always. Well, uh, for the. Good Dr. John Brown and for Fred Fuller, that wraps wraps up another episode of Account Management, a Tactical Guide for Success. And we would uh, love to see you next time and love to hear from you before then. We'll see you next time. Fred and John would like to hear from you. Go to brown-fuller.com with comments and questions and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. 